Alright everyone, welcome back to Allentown Presents. This is our spotlight on rom-coms. Yay, February! Hooray, rom-coms! And today we are talking about The Wedding Singer. One of mine and Otis's favorite rom-coms again. Yeah. I mean, all of these are some of my favorite rom-coms, but a rom- another rom-com that Otis enjoys. Because, well, it's Adam Sandler... And everybody likes Adam Sandler. This was like the beginning of thoughtful, sweet Adam Sandler. Because before this, he was doing, you know, he was arguing in a bathtub with shampoo and conditioner of which one's better. And then he makes this I movie. Drew, I <laughs> drew a blue duck because I'd never seen a blue duck before. And I always wanted to see a blue duck. Well, it's a really good blue duck, Billy. <laughs> guess what, Billy? You passed. That's quacktastic. <laughs> Sorry, there's going to be a lot of throwbacks, callbacks to Adam Sandler's other movies because we are big fans of Adam Sandler's 90s and two th- early 2000s movies. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so this film is about clearly a wedding singer played by Adam Sandler. Uh, his name is Robbie Hart and at the very beginning of this film, he, they show him as this great wedding singer. Like, he's crushing the game. He's playing every wedding in the town that he's in. He's doing bar mitzvahs. He's doing everything. He's, like, the guy. And um, pretty quickly into the movie, uh, his girlfriend, Linda, yeah. breaks up with him. She's, like... Well, oh, on the wedding day. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were engaged yeah. to be married. The wedding singer was getting married, and she calls off the wedding day of, and she's like, I can't do this. And she runs out, and it destroys him. Yeah. Like, he just gets super depressed and mopey, and he, he's still doing his job as the wedding singer. So but he, he's singing, he goes to these <laughs> weddings and the shit, and he's just singing songs like Love Stinks. and Well, before that, he was singing Holiday. And the oh, whole, he's just all sad. The whole band oh, is like all, all happy and like jumping. He's like, holiday. <laughs> yeah, he's like crying through Madonna's holiday. It's fucking funny as shit. But so he's super, super depressed and he's nothing's getting him out of it. So he is working. Is it the bar mitzvah where he meets her or is it a different well, wedding? Well, before that, she met him. Um, before his wedding. Because, oh, okay, okay. Because she was a uh, waitress. Oh, yeah. So he meets Drew Barrymore's character, Julia, um, She's a, who's a waitress for a catering company. So they meet, like, they keep meeting at different events because catering companies and wedding singers, their paths are going to cross because how many can there possibly be in any one town? So they meet before the wedding and they become, like, fast friends, basically, yeah. like, Really quick, they just get along. And then he gets his heart broken, and he's just fucked up. And the next time that she's at an event that he's at, they share, like, she kind of tries to cheer him up. She They, like, sit out on the, like, on the back porch, back porch, the well, steps or something. Because when he, because like he, he, or... he sang the love stinks at that wedding, yeah. and he gets tossed out into that dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then she's, she's out by the dumpster trying to cheer him up. And she... 
succeeds in the most part for cheering him up, but not enough to like completely get him back into like wanting to sing weddings. And eventually he decides I'm done with weddings. Like I can't, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And then he switches to bar mitzvahs like exclusively, I think, and birthday parties. And even then he's still just like grumpy as fuck. So throughout this process, he finds out that Julia is also engaged to be married and is planning her own wedding. And he is trying to be supportive, like trying to be a supportive friend, basically. He's trying to, because he knows everyone in the wedding business because he's been a wedding singer for so long. He's like getting her all these connections that he has. Like he's getting her cheaper flowers, cheaper cakes, cheaper all of these things. Yeah. And he ends up going with her to do a bunch of these, like all the minute details because her fiance, Glenn, who's a fucking jackass, yeah. <laughs> is just like working all the time and can't be bothered with wedding details. So Robbie ends up going with Julia everywhere to like take care of all these wedding plans and f- ends up falling in love with her. Like they become such good friends that he starts to realize that he has real feelings for her. And that's basically the entire movie. Like, She's about to get married to Glenn and he starts to realize that he is in love with her and they kind of are at a standstill. And if you want to know what happens, you got to watch the rest of the movie. So there it is. Go watch this movie. It came out 30 years ago. So how have you not seen it? I mean, almost 30, 25 years ago. A long time ago. Um, But yeah, you should go see this movie. It's takes. So it came out in like 94. Six, something like that. Ninety-eight. Oh, ninety-eight. Later, so it came out in ninety-eight, but it takes place in the eighties. Was it eighty-five? Yeah, yeah. It takes place in the mid eighties, so like CDs are brand new. Like Glenn makes a point to brag about the fact that he bought her a CD player and all this bullshit, and they're you know he's got one of those giant brick cell phones because that's one of the brand new things, and. You know, Robbie's really into Slayer, all the music that they're playing, or not Slayer, uh, Van, Van Halen. Halen. He's really into Van Halen, and all the music that they play at the wedding is all 80s, like, pop hits and, like, new wave stuff that you would hear on now, like an 80s station. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's the general plot of the film. If you haven't seen this film somehow magically in 30 years, go watch it. And if you have seen this film, cool. This next part is going to be spoilers for what happens well, at the end of the movie. Well, it's it's cool now because <clears throat> Adam Sandler's had this like like kind of a renaissance with his movies because he was known as a silly guy, but then he made like Grown Ups and what Punch Drunk Love. Well, Grown Ups was silly. And yeah, but it wasn't as silly as Conditioners, better. Well, I like, don't think anyone can go back can revert to like twenty year old silly. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. And it was, you know, he had family and stuff. Billy Madison yeah. was just him being drunk. Yeah. With a clown that cracked his head open on concrete. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then he he did all these movies and then he started doing some really serious ones. And then. Also some really shit ones. Yeah. All the Netflix movies are poop. Not the Netflix ones. I'm not talking about those ones. Because that movie he did with uh, Jennifer Aniston, like, was one of the, the most watched movies oh, yeah, yeah. that they ever had. And then he, I don't know, Uncut Gems? He just came out with Uncut yeah. Gems? I haven't, we haven't seen that one yet, but I haven't heard anything He did one that was kind of like uh, Magnificent Seven, but apparently... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The it. funny one with, like, Terry, it had, like, Terry Crews and a bunch of other comedians in yeah. it. Yeah. 
Terrell said it was the worst thing he ever watched. Oh, well. <laughs> he gave it a shot. No, but no, no. Does a Terrell of, like all those yeah, but he, people? But a lot of people said it was terrible. Oh, well, yeah. That's fine. <clears throat> but I'd give it a shot because I like all of those people and I like dumb shit, so that's fine. But when I was talking about dumb shit, I was talking more like Don't Mess With the Zohan and... That movie he did with Andy Samberg and that movie where he played his own twin. Oh, Jack and Jill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the shit that I was talking about because those were straight garbage. Yeah. They, yeah. Straight <laughs> it, it was, garbage. It was weird. Like there was a chunk of time where Adam Sandler couldn't do any wrong and you could get him in something oh, and yeah. you'd make the your 90s. money. The 90s. Yeah, you'd make your money because I think the last good good one he did was probably Little Nicky. I love Little Nicky a lot. And it seems like right after Little Nicky, that's when they started getting kind of poop. Was that in the 2000s? Uh, I can look it up real quick. I think Little Nicky was... Because 50 First Dates was incredible. I don't think... Ooh, was that was after? That was 2004. Okay. Because there was a chunk of time where he was making poop movies and it was kind of bad. 2000. Yeah. So we... no, 50 First Dates was later than that. Yeah. So that's good, but... I'm trying to like put all these movies... like When did... um. One of my favorites. Oh my god, Bobby Boucher. When did that movie oh, come Water out? Oh, Waterboy. Waterboy. I fucking love that movie. Let me look it up. Oh, it had to have been like eighth grade or freshman year or something like that. That was quite a while ago. Waterboy was ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. So same happy, year as this one. Yeah, Happy Gilmore ninety six, Waterboy ninety eight, uh, oh. Wedding Singer ninety eight, Big Daddy ninety nine, Mister oh, Deeds two thousand two, Fifty First Dates two thousand four. Yeah. They did Longest Yard 2005. I like Longest Yard. Click, eh, 2006. Grown Ups 2010. Good. And it kind of went from there. But, uh. Grown Ups 1 was good. What about. Um, well, he had Spanglish too. Spanglish was fucking great. 2004. Yeah. That was an older movie, but Spanglish was great. Well, yeah. Sorry. Back to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that tangent. Um. Okay, The Wedding Singer. So, if you haven't seen this movie somehow, um, stop listening. Because here comes the spoiler for the end of this movie. Guess what? It's a rom-com. Can you guess what happens? They end up in love. (laughs) (laughs) So Robbie basically realizes that he is in love with Julia's character. and Or with Julia. And Julia realizes that Glenn is an asshole, basically. And Glenn is like, he can't handle the pressure of the wedding. And he's starting to see, kind of see that Robbie has feelings for Julia. And he is trying to like, get it over with. So he's like, fuck it, we're gonna fly to Vegas. And we're just gonna, you know, you're the one who wanted a big wedding. I just want a small wedding. Like, let's just go get hitched in Vegas. And we'll spend the weekend in Vegas. And we'll come back. And she's like, well, fuck it. Yeah, sure, why not? So they get on a plane. And they're heading to Vegas. And Robbie, like, races to the airport. He spends every penny he has to get a f- ticket on the, to the flight that they're on. He ends up in first class. He's seated next to Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe not next to Billy Idol, but Billy Actually, Idol is on is in first he, he class was, with him. He was him. a little further up. Yeah, because Billy Idol's, like, looking back at him while yeah, he's telling he's the like, story. Oh, my God, this so, is Billy Idol. So they're, yeah. sitting, so they're sitting in, he's sitting in first class. And he starts talking to um, the person next to him, I think. Yeah, and then everybody around And everyone around him starts, starts to listen listening to the story. To the story. Yeah. And then eventually, after you know a few minutes, Robbie has told this entire story about his love, like 
how Linda did him wrong and how he loves Julia now and he's, you know, have completely fallen for her. And basically with the encouragement of all the people in first class, he like gets the guts to go tell her. And I don't know how much time passes between the end of that conversation and when he actually does the thing, but him and Billy Idol like chat, converse, and create a song for her, made just for her. And he goes into the coach um, seats. Billy, like, gives him a guitar. He goes into the coach seats and sings this song to her called I Want to Grow Old With You. And it is the fucking cutest song. Like, ugh, every time that I watch that movie, I just, like, cry a little bit when he sings that <laughs> song because it's so sweet. Like, he, the song is just like, I don't care if, you know, I have to change your diaper, if you can't remember your name or anything like that. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to grow old with you. Like, I want to be there when you grow old. And it's so fucking cute. And he's, like, playing guitar and singing this song to her. And everyone is, like, staring at her. And Glenn's just, like, fuming in the seat next to her, just pissed off. And, um... She's, like, starting to cry because she's realizing that she loves him and doesn't want to become Julia Gulia because <laughs> Glenn has a horrible last name. And basically, he, Robbie basically says, you know, I love you. You know, what do you want to do? It's up to you. And she's kind of torn. And then Glenn goes to, like, fight Robbie, basically. And Billy Idol just, like, takes him out yeah. <laughs> Billy Idol stands up for Robbie Hart and takes him out and then Robbie and Julia kiss and then it cuts to uh, their wedding yeah. basically um, so yeah it ends happy of course it's a rom-com they end up together and it's a really really good movie It, like we said it takes place in the 80s um, It's or it's set in the 80s so a lot of really really good music if you enjoy 80s music a lot of really questionable fashion in this film oh, because yeah. it's i mean it's the 80s so this film was filmed in 1998 so they took a lot of liberties like with the 80s they went all out like all of the extreme fashion that you can remember or ever seeing from the 80s like is in there like the thriller jacket like michael jackson's thriller jacket is in there or the not the thriller jacket the beat been... it, the beat it jacket yeah so the beat it jacket is in the film. It's got like Boy George's like hair and dreadlocks, like those colorful dreadlocks are in it. Like there's leg warmers, there's like mesh net shirts, there's everything from the every horrible fashion thing that happened in the 80s is in this film and it's fucking great. <laughs> so yeah, you should watch this film. Oh, uh, fun fact. Um, I was checking out a few of them and this movie has some pretty... Has, it, the list was a lot, but it was kind of fluff. Yeah. But uh, one cool fun fact was um, this movie, it got a, a musical, like a, a stage play. And the musical they, is really good. Yeah, we actually saw, was it a high college? High school. We saw a high school actually perform it, and it was good. But the ending, they changed the ending. So um, on the plane, you know, that's where Robbie, like, you know, spills his heart and everything works out. But in the play version, they actually make it to Vegas, and then 
uh, what he meets like a Billy Idol like impersonator. He meets a whole bunch of impersonators. Yeah. So the final scene in the musical is really fucking great, or that last like build up scene in the musical. So he gets like a Tina Turner impersonator and a Billy Idol impersonator and like an Elvis impersonator and like a Frank Sinatra impersonator and all these. There's like ten different impersonators on stage with him that all join in this song and help him sing this like really grandiose musical number to her it's fucking great yeah. and then tina turner like beats up glenn yeah yeah <laughs> it's really good yeah it was, it was pretty cool i remember watching it and i was like wait because i assumed he was gonna sing the song on the plane for the musical but i was like uh i probably this is easier to do just have yeah. they get there and then it's like oh they're in an area and then they sing and then you know yeah the day is saved i was like okay but yeah it was a pretty nice ending yeah but yeah, no, this this movie's amazing. I liked it. Um, it was cool. A lot of the the reception that people watching it, because some of the trailers didn't make it seem like it was going to be as, not really emo, but emotional. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I was like, oh shit, Adam Sandler's in some like 80s movie, and, and he's like a wedding singer, and you know, just all the scenes where he like screams out that was in the trailers and stuff, and I was like, oh hell yeah. And I remember we... Yeah. Yeah, so, but I remember we rented it on Blockbuster and watched it, and I was like, man, this is, like, sad, and, you know, him working through all of his, like, depression and stuff, and then getting built back up. Yeah. But it was good, but I remember it felt weird, like, there was just weird tonal, like, flip in it, because, like I said, this was Adam Sandler at, like, probably his height. Of being like silly and doing comedy, mm-hmm. but then he does this like, like romantic comedy, and it, it kind of caught people off guard, because I know a lot of people don't don't really like the wedding singer, um, which is insane to me. Yeah, but no, it, this is amazing. But yeah, it, it caught a lot of people off guard when it came out. I love this movie so much. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see if there were any other, like, cool fun facts I saw. I made a little list. Um, oh, guess who was considered for the role of Glenn? Shooter McGavin. Yes. Christopher, Mac- Christopher McDonald. Uh, they were thinking about <laughs> yeah. having Shooter be Glenn. Well, that makes complete sense because when I think of this film, I can never, like, remember really the guy's, like, name or face. And I just automatically say shoot, Shooter McGavin because that's like the attitude that the character of Glenn has. It's very similar to Shooter McGavin. Like, I'm better than you. I'm rich. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no way you're going to be ever as good as me. Yeah. It's very similar to Shooter McGavin. So I just always, like, I know in my mind that it's not the same actor. Yeah. But it might as well be. So it makes total sense that they would have wanted him to be in it. He's like, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. He's like, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's such a, ah, such a great one. Uh, Charlie Sheen was actually considered for the role of Glenn also. Uh, there were Ooh, ton... Charlie Sheen. Gross. Yeah, there were a ton of people that were like, yeah, you should be Glenn. Uh, let me see. Uh, 2006 is when the musical adaptation came out. Uh, Carrie Fisher, Judd Apatow, and Adam Sandler worked uncredited on the script. So, a lot of funny people... Oh, Princess Leia 
it helped. Yeah, a lot of funny people helped make that movie. Uh, let me see. There were a chunk of people considered for the role of Julia. I'll name like seven and I'm going to stop. Uh, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Lopez, mm. Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Garner, Molly Ringwald. I'm glad it wasn't Jennifer Aniston. The first like handful you said it wouldn't have made sense like timing wise. Just like they would have been a little, I feel like they would have been too young or yeah. too like green in their career. Um, but if okay, so the reason, the big reason that I love this movie so much is because, besides the fact that it's fucking great, is that it's also the first of three Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler rom coms because they have incredible chemistry together. And if this movie had been Jennifer Aniston, we would have had. It would have been Jennifer Aniston in those other, like in Fifty First Dates and in Blended. It would have ended up being Jennifer Aniston because they do have great chemistry together too, which is why they've done a couple of, like Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler have done a few movies together. But I'm glad that it wasn't them. It wasn't her. Because Drew Barrymore fucking kills it. No, she's... She's so funny in this film. No, she's amazing. Uh, There's a ton of other... (laughs) There's a ton of the, like, you know, quotation mark facts and stuff. But a lot of it's just, like, well, they were thinking about this person, that person. Matthew Broderick was was considered for Glenn. Yeah. So just a lot of different people. But, uh, nah. This movie's great. It's so good. All right. Who is your favorite character? Uh, I'm probably just going to go with Robbie. Um, pretty solid character kind of hopeless romantic at the beginning because he really should have saw that Linda was probably crap for him. Yeah. But just, you know, just too sweet of a guy to really see it. But then, you know, he goes through his problems like all good heroes do and understands that he's going to miss out on something good. But yeah, Robbie Robbie was a solid character. Not an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Just a lot of the, the movie was... Like, wrong place, wrong time with Julia. Because the one scene when Julia is imagining that she's saying that her name is Julia Hart. And she's, like, coming up with these scenarios. She's smiling in her room. And Robbie's coming over to tell her that he loves her. And then he looks up. And it looks like she's talking to somebody. He's like, oh, she's talking to Glenn or whatever. Or something like that. Yeah. He's like, I can't ruin that. Yeah. So, and then... He's such a sweet guy. And then... Julia comes over, and then that's when Linda pops back out. Yeah. In his, like, shirt with no pants on. She's she was, a fucking bitch. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, they got back together. So, I mean, yeah. but that's the name of rom-coms, like, yeah. situational, like, oh. Will they, won't they, forever. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's he's a typical main character in a rom-com very unlucky when it comes to speaking their heart until they're forced to do it yeah at the last possible second and that's when they you know knock it out of the park but no uh i'm gonna go with robbie he was great yeah so i think of the three movies that they've done together i think this is my favorite one with drew barrymore like this is her best of the three so, like I said, they did Wedding Singer, and they did um, Fifty First Dates, and they did Blended together. And I think they were equally as good, like, they were both really good in Blended. They were, like, perfect equal. 
I think in 51st States, Adam Sandler did better than she did acting wise. Because he had he had a lot more to do. Her character, yeah. Her character her character is very like one dimensional in that film. But he had a lot more to do in that film. In this film, I think that she outshone him. Like he had Adam Sandler's character had a lot more emotional stuff to deal with because he was going through that breakup and he had to be like devastated and then he had to like show him falling back in love. Yeah. But I think that Drew Barrymore played the like I don't know, she was wonderful in this film. I absolutely love her character. She's my favorite and she was hilarious throughout, even though she wasn't like it never felt forced. All of the comedy interactions with her never felt forced, which a lot of times they can. Because at this point, I can't really think of anything she did before this that kind of suggested that she was into comedy. Like, Mm. I... Because she did, like... She was a child actor for quite a while and then took a a little break there while she was just, like, fucked up from being a child actor and then came back later and did, like, a whole bunch of... Like, a string of rom-coms for a while. But I feel like this was kind of the first one... If it wasn't the very first one, it was very close to the first one. It was the yeah. first one that I saw. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah. With Drew Barrymore before this one, because she's very young in this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't <clears throat> think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, so this was like the first real showing, I feel like, that I ever got to see where she got to be really funny. And she did a great job. Like, it is not easy for anyone who is not a comedian to jump in with someone who is an established comedian, an SNL, you know, person, personality, and, like, stay toe-to-toe with that with them. Like, you see it all the time on SNL. Like, guests, uh, hosts and stuff will jump into a skit, and it will fall completely flat because the host just can't. Can't keep up comedically, isn't really sure of the timing, like, doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Just isn't funny. Like... A lot of sketches fall flat on SNL because of that. And Drew Barrymore, just like, boom. Like, I can keep up with Adam Sandler. It doesn't matter that he's made fucking Billy Madison and, you know, all of these other films where he's just a comedic genius. Like, she crushed it. And shout out to my second, tied for second favorite characters, which would be Rosie. Because... That little old lady singing fucking... What the fuck is that song Rapper's called? Delight. Rapper's Delight is one of the most quoted things ever. Like, if you were in school in the 90s, in the late 90s and early 2000s, fucking everyone was singing Rapper's Delight, but as a little old lady. Like, not <laughs> not as the song Rapper's Delight goes, but as she does it. Where she's like, weird dancing. Like, the... Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. And... The kid from the bar mitzvah who, like, is a loner and then Julia asks him to dance and he puts his hands... Wasn't that Brucey? It was Brucey from Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Bogtrotter fucking crushing it out here. So, Brucey had chocolate cake when he was a kid and then he grabbed him some... Some cake. Some some uh, vanilla cake when he got a little bit older. <laughs> yep. Good, good job, Brucey. Yep, he crushed it. <laughs> and his part was so small, but it was so good. And really, the entire ensemble of this movie, like, aside from Glenn and Linda, everyone in this film is fucking hilarious. Like, his entire band is hilarious. Like, their whole 
All the shit that they got going on in the background is love, fucking funny. I love when he was buying for time because he was doing something in the <laughs> Do back. Do you really want to hurt me? And he just... He had George sing. <laughs> and then... Keep like, singing. I think Do the, you really want to hurt the me? The third time he started the song, you just hear like, boo. And he's like, shut up. This voice in the background just yells, shut up. <laughs> yes. I Actually... Lo- fucking love this movie. So, oh, I'll, I'll wait till we get to the music part. Okay, uh, <clears throat> least favorite character. Uh, Your I options mean, are Glenn or Linda. <laughs> I go with Glenn. He, I mean, he's a typical bad guy. So, I mean, I can't really fault him. He did his yeah. job perfectly. Yeah, he did. So he's not even like least favorite. <clears throat> like he did his job. It's supposed to be an asshole. <laughs> like yeah. he, he did it just right. So yeah, he's my least favorite because he's the worst kind of person. Like. He's super braggy about his money and just is throwing it around and spending it on all the most expensive things to just prove that he has the money. And it's like, why the fuck do I need a CD player in 1985? There are zero CDs for sale. Why the fuck do I need this cell phone? Only two other people in the world have cell phones. Like, who gives a shit? (laughs) And, like, Drew Barrymore's reaction or uh, Julia's reaction to all of Glenn's like expenses and all the shit that he's buying is completely my reaction like thanks <laughs> yeah that was thoughtful you could have just came fucking flower shopping with me like <laughs> yeah so it's a mess i do not like glenn all right what about music yeah so i actually looked up the soundtrack for this Show this show this movie. It was actually two CDs. Uh, um, that doesn't surprise me. Amazing track of track record of just music in it. Um, and then actually there were ten songs that weren't even on the album that were in the movie, but a couple were like somebody was singing part of it and then yeah. like that. But uh, amazing yeah, soundtrack. The credits the the soundtrack in the credits or. Not the soundtrack, I guess, but the credits are really, really long because they have to give credit to all of those like songs that they sing. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, a um, lot. Cause, but the, and it's not just his wedding band. There's like his wedding band. There's John Lovitz's wedding band. There's like <laughs> the random music that's happening throughout. They go to a club at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, music's amazing. One song that will never leave my brain is when uh, Brucey is doing his dance with with Julia and grabbing butts and then everybody's grabbing butts and that song um that's all I think that's the name of it that's all but uh George in the back he he starts playing on the clarinet (laughs) and he pulls out this trombone he's like (laughs) it's just awesome that he could play anything George is amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes thank you alexis arquette crushing it and then uh, i love george at the wedding when linda linda didn't come out or she didn't even show up and then robbie like goes to like this gazebo or tent or something just starts breaking things and then it goes back to george and he's just like crying his makeup's all streaked he's like oh, why? and he's just like breaking down yeah. uh it, it's amazing, but yeah, that's all. I always think of that song when I think of this movie. Reminds me of Rolled from fucking yeah. Letterkenny. Sturt! Sturt! 
But uh, no, uh, that's all is great. This music, the music's amazing. But usually, when Adam Sandler gets to sing, uh, he usually sings a pretty good song. He has yeah. a great voice. Well, this was like the first film he really got to sing in, because he didn't get to sing in any like of the really funny comedy ones that he did before this. Well, Billy Madison, he sang that one song that was kind of like an opera song. I mean, about him doing yeah. better. Yeah. No that's not... one will take what my father has built unless that man is me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did get to sing that song. But I mean, he didn't get to sing, like, with a guitar and, like, do yeah. this whole thing. Like, Adam Sandler is an accomplished musician, so that is really cool. So my... I love the soundtrack to this because I love the 80s, and there's so much 80s music packed into this, and... Even there's even more in the musical, so if you're interested in musicals at all, you should check this musical out for sure. The soundtrack is great. It's got most, not most. It's got like half of the stuff that's in the movie because they couldn't yeah. get they couldn't get all the rights that they had in the movie. But they've got probably half of the like music that's in the movie, and then the other half is all uh, made for the musical. But it's fucking great. It's a really really good show. My favorite song in the movie that will never ever leave my mind besides I Want a Girl With You is Rapper's Delight. Like, <laughs> I can't ever. That that scene of fucking Rosie singing Rapper's Delight at her like 50th wedding anniversary will never ever leave my mind. It's so fucking good. <laughs> okay, what about the storyline? What did you think about their the love story like of Robbie and Julia? Um, so... It like I said, it's it's a typical rom com, but pretty solid one. And like I said, they meet each other, they're happy, and then like always, they're very unlucky with speaking how they feel. And, and the timing. There's, there's always a timing issue. Yes, a hundred percent. Timing is always a problem in a good rom com that something happens. Um, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. I like their story. Yeah. It it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I love their storyline. I love that they... I'm glad that it ended happy. Yeah. That it wasn't just like, oh, well, she ended up marrying Glenn and he ended up going back to Linda or whatever. Like, I'm so glad that that's not what happened. And there was a chance there in the middle that he could have ended up with her best friend, Holly. And I'm glad that didn't happen either. Like, I... I like the way that the story progressed and that eventually they both realized, oh, we're meant to be together, not with these other people around us. So I really, really like that. And that's unlikely to happen in real life, but pretty cool. Most people end up stuck in their, like, garbage relationship. But it was good here. I liked it a lot. All right, do you have budget stuff? Did you look that up? Yes, I actually did. Click. I said click. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so this movie came out February 13th, 1998. How much do you think the budget was? Today's February 13th. What the fuck? 2020. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It's been 22 years since this movie came out. Holy crap. Holy shit. That's so cool. Okay, uh, the budget for this film. Adam Sandler was big. 1998, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler was huge. Drew Barrymore was, like, coming back to acting, so I don't think she was super big before this film. I'm trying to think of everybody else that was in it. Like, there were a lot of 
people who are like B famous or who were like B level famous, like uh, Christine. Her first name is Christine. I can't think of her last oh, name. Oh, right her now. friend Holly. Yeah, she's married to. Um, yeah, she she did the Brady Bunch. She was uh, Marsha. She was Marsha in the but she was also Ben Stiller. She was in Hey Dude. Before that, yippee kaye, and she was in Parent Trap. <laughs> no, Damn. she wasn't in Parent Trap. Though some, that or not Parent Trap. She was in something else that I can't think of. Right hey, now. dude, is fucking good. Hey, dude, is great. I don't know the words, but but despite all that okay so despite the rest of the cast being kind of just in the middle somewhere B level at the time of this film I'm gonna go with 1998 10 million because costuming would have cost a lot of money and music rights for this film would have cost a lot of money the soundtrack was huge so retail price pretty close uh, 18 million. Ooh, way more. Damn it. Yeah. So, uh, box office, this movie, uh, even with people being a little confused about what the tonal shift was going to be of this movie, they yeah. thought it was going to be, you know, the typical Funny. Adam Sandler, but just based in the 80s kind of film. Yeah. And it was a lot more thoughtful and sweet, and it caught some people off guard. Um, oh, I'm sure a lot of dudes left the this theater just fucking mad. <laughs> they were like, uh, I thought he was going to do some dumb shit. Like, yeah. where was the football, golf, or whatever? Like, right. Oh, I see. Why wasn't he hitting shit? So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boy's not out. Why don't um, you just go in your home? <laughs> Ain't you good for your home? We gonna... <laughs> we gonna take some shit. Put it in the bag. We gonna put it on a doorstep. And we're going to set it on fire. <laughs> Stupid. Me, you, Frank, and Carl. <laughs> okay, oh um, so that how much you think the box office on. is? <laughs> it's one Four piece of ace. I know from experience. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, my friend. Him no, and he her doesn't. got it on. Woo! No, they no, didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, you can imagine, right? 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 All if right. peeing your pants is cool, call me Miles Davis. He's like, uh, that's the grossest thing I've heard in my life. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need to watch that movie Oh, we again. should do an Adam Sandler, like, trivia week. Or not trivia week, but podcast week. That'd be fucking great. God, his films were so funny. I mean, the first, like, ten. Yeah. So fucking funny. Okay, so this Sorry. movie did amazing money-wise. Uh, yeah. They're great, but, I mean, this was Adam Sandler at his height, so... Yeah. It, it could have been just his name got a yeah. lot of people there. So how much do you think it made? $110 million. $123 million. Ooh. I'm still off by, like, $10 million every time. Yeah. Yeah, this movie did amazing, but, like, honest, like I said, this was vintage top... Quality Adam Sandler. Yeah, like, this was at his peak. Yeah, he could have played Hitler in a movie and still like yeah. fucking sold out. But then the box office at a certain point that starts to fade off because he doesn't make a good one and then have a poop one or a different one. It just they kind of just kept being. Well, what poop. was right after this? Uh, was it Waterboy? 
Yeah, Waterboy was right after, and that was oh, a great one. Fuck. I saw Waterboy in the theaters. I remember going to see Waterboy with my parents, and all three of us just fucking laughing hysterically in the theater at all the dumb shit that was happening in that film. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fucking coach? Iskidodo. <laughs> <laughs> just... My friends, man, if somebody gets hit, they're like, who, who dare? Who dare? Who dare? <laughs> I remember, because that was like 98. I would have been like 6th grade or almost 7th grade, something like that. Yeah. I remember fucking the needle dick chant being like a really big thing in middle school. Like people <laughs> used to fucking do that to each other all the time. Needle dick, needle dick. Or the water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. He's like, no. He's like, no, no what? No what? <laughs> I forgot who I was... Yeah, I forgot who I was talking to about him being a football player. Um, He would have gotten so many, like, just flags. He would have been kicked out of a lot of games because he was he wouldn't have been allowed destroying... To play Destroying quarterback. He wouldn't have been allowed to play. Well, well, back then they didn't have those ref and the passer calls like Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. We're talking college football. The man was 30. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have been allowed to play. You can't just walk onto a college team. Doesn't matter if you start back in school. If you're fucking 30, you're not allowed to play. Yeah. Like, there's was... an age, there's like an age gap. Like. <laughs> yeah, he was blowing those kids you up. You start at 18 and then you got like... I don't know, what, six years, seven years? Something like that. You like, can't go past 25, and, like, there's, like, a limit, and then you have to, like, get the fuck out. You can't play in C2A anymore. You gotta get out. Yeah, I think I want to say Steve brought up, he was, like, even with him hitting people that hard, he would have had concussions. You, you, you just, just, like, well, you... yeah, with his fucking running jelly out. sandwich helmet, like... Yeah, running out of fucking tree hardcore. Just every play he was blowing the, the quarterback up. You can't do that forever. But no, I love the water boy. It's fucking great because he's just on the line of scrimmage, just wiggling, ready to just murder the quarterback. Quarterback's like, fuck. (laughs) You can see it's coming. He can't do anything about it. Oh my God. It's so good. I love this. it's, it's not even about Waterboy. No, it's I was about to say I love this movie. Like we were talking about Waterboy. <laughs> but you do love this movie because we're, yeah. talking, we're talking about. I mean, I like this, but it ain't Waterboy good. No, I love it. Well, it's a different different type of good. Yeah. This is romantic, like feely, cutesy, uh, good, and Waterboy is just comedy gold. Yeah. So, like we were saying, 123 million. Uh, movie did great, and oh, yeah. like I said, it the, deserved it. Adam Sandler gravy train kept chugging for a little bit and then it started to go off the rail yeah for like six more years seven more years something like that and that's then for it, sure through 50 first dates yeah and then he started doing more sappy thoughtful things and then trying to do comedies but they were like I don't think Spanglish comedy. did well which is sad because yeah. Spanglish is great yeah and then he's tried to do some silly things like Zohan and stuff and he got too silly yeah because he went from like like Billy Madison was silly but it was like Adam Sandler and like him at his actual self just being silly and I feel like into the Zohan he like added too much his character was yeah. like way over the top and it was like all this CGI like he was like contorting his body like all CGI well, and shit that might have been a it was in the same vein as that uh, Mike Myers 
That's what I was saying. One that he did. That's what I was saying. It, it might have been just a, well, comedy's kind of like this now, because, like, the Austin Powers movies came out, and that was a bit campy and silly, and it's like, you kind of got Yeah, but even then, that wasn't like, but that, all the Austin Powers ones came out at the same time as Waterboy. That shit was in the 90s, not in the 2000s. And I'm talking more of the, that Mike Myers movie that he did, where he was uh, the love guru. Oh, yeah. That piece of ass movie. Yeah. Man. That's depressing. Yeah. I made some poop movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So, oh, seven words. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I got one. I got, I can't. If you're thinking, uh, being a wedding singer seems really fun. <laughs> like watching the you get You could out. also change the word fun to stressful and... <laughs> or put fun in quotation marks. Yeah. It can mean anything at that point. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it would be fun. I performed in wedding quartet, like quintets before, and that was fun. Stressful as fuck, but fun. Uh, I didn't, I haven't DJed a wedding. Uh, I did a Relay for Life, DJed at that, uh, wasn't a gay bar, it was a restaurant in like the gay part of Dallas, the district, gay district. That was really fun. Um, but no, I never did a wedding. Weddings seem really stressful. The problem with Just wedding, wedding singing, the problem with wedding singing is that it's definitely a something that doesn't happen anymore. Like it's definitely an eighties, maybe a, even a nineties thing. Yeah, but because people, people have do phones not, now. But people don't hire bands for weddings anymore, like to perform live, because well, one they just don't exist. Like bands, there aren't bands really out there that just play weddings. Because most bands that you go see nowadays, like, stick to a genre. Yeah. And don't, like, aren't able to play, like, the gamut. Because at a wedding, you really need, like, those slow songs to, like, slow dance to. And the fast songs to, like, you know, do the Macarena to or whatever. Like, you gotta, there's gotta be that pacing. There's gotta be a good mix of, like, club jams and love songs, like, and I don't feel like a lot of, what would they call them, house bands, like local bands, yeah. whatever, a lot of them do not have that ability. Like, I know of all the musicians that I know and all the bands that ever that I know everyone is in, I only know like one band that can do a whole bunch of different genres and ha- they, like, they have, rep- like, they have music in their log like that they can pull up at any given moment that's like here's a fast one here's a slow one here's a like whatever yeah one of all everyone i know so like the wedding singing thing isn't really a thing anymore no not really like unless you're gonna hire like a big band in which case good on you i guess good for you for being rich because that's a lot of money yeah well um the last wedding we went to uh the singer, well, he played guitar, and then he was the DJ, too. That, that kind of seems to be what, uh, Kareem. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, that kind of seems to be the new combination. Like, you can do a little bit of singing and play, but then you're, like, the DJ, and all you really need is just a phone, honestly, and then the mix stuff. But, uh, when Megan, Megan and Christian's wedding, they had a band, and it was like oh yeah the one in Ireland yeah. um it was like what they they did 
a pretty no, good... No, they were good. The well-rounded again, amount of genres again, and stuff. Ireland. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, it it's a tough breed to find a band that does a lot, but when yeah. you find one, it's Maybe it's special. just the town we're in. True. I mean, if we were in a bigger city, it wouldn't be hard. No. Like, a, like an, LA as, there an LA as San Francisco. But even then, like, I know what it costs to hire musicians, and I can't imagine hiring like a legitimate band to play for a four hour three hour like dinner and dancing situation like that's so much money yeah that's so much money a lot of work so much unnecessary money that I could just do by like with my phone and an aux cord yeah I love live music don't get me wrong but there's a lot that can go wrong with live music and yeah that's too much and it's expensive Mm mm-hmm so there was a like, competing wedding singer in the movie played by John Lovitz. The... <laughs> I'm glad you brought him up. Um, after his tryout, he they did Ladies Night, and then Ladies Night. Oh my god! And uh, that's when Robbie does his like real emo y "I Want to Die" song. Yeah. And I love John Lovitz is like, like partway behind the curtain watching, and he's like he's falling apart. He's like, now's my chance. And he oozes away from the curtain. <laughs> still smiling, eyes all bugged out. I And that's John it. John Lovitz is so good. And that's the last time you see John Lovitz in that movie. It's not like he comes back later and he's yeah. like, yes. Yeah. He's gone forever yeah. in that movie. But it's just, he just oozes away smiling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's fucking so amazing. It's so fucking funny. I want to say his band was all women, too. I know the trumpet players were ladies. Yeah. It's all fake. It's a pretty sweet-ass band. None of them were playing. I know. But, but it was a pretty sweet-ass band. Yeah. But no, it, it was pretty cool. Thank you for bringing that up, because that part, that's like one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Just John Lovitz looking crazy and just oozing behind the curtain. Yeah. For some reason, I love doing that. Just, it just but move it away was, from something. Yeah. It's, it's very much the Homer meme, where he just like dissolves in the bushes. You know what episode that's from? No. It's the one where he becomes friends with Flanders, and he's so much of a good friend that Flanders starts getting annoyed, and he comes out of the bushes, and it's like evil music. He's like, Flanders, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're uh, going on a trip. He's like, oh, okay, we'll see you later, and he oozes back into the bushes, and the kids are like, where are we going? He's like, nah, I just told a little white lie. <laughs> so Uncle Homer goes away, and he's like, oh, lies, bad daddy, you're going to hell. <laughs> And that's when he chases their car with the oh, golf clubs yeah, and hooks yeah, onto yeah, the yeah. back. Yeah, like T2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, go faster, Nettie. He's like, I can't. It's I a can't. Geo. It's a Geo. <laughs> oh, that's an amazing episode. But yeah, that's that's where that meme came from. Him oozing out of the bushes. Yeah. And they just add like team jerseys and hats to Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime a team goes really good, that's when you just make the losing out of the bushes like oh here comes all the new fans yeah yeah uh you got anything else for wedding singer mm, no but if you are a musician you should start a wedding band like a wedding singer band because i feel like they could probably make a comeback and if you're good like you can make some serious money people will pay a lot of money for wedding shit but as know we found your... out when we were looking for stuff for yeah. our wedding but no you was know so your... pricey know your audience because if it's a lot of like Latino people, you should have some good hits on yeah. hand and 
Well, you should have a, um, what, a Banda at that point? Well, yeah, they're... If they wanted wanted all Latino music, they would hire a mariachi band or a banda. Like you're not gonna, they wouldn't just hire like a random band. <laughs> no, but if you can do, if you have a band or know a group of people who are good enough musicians to play a good bunch of hits from like the fifties to the two thousands, like you definitely should throw them throw together a band, get matching. Jackets, do your shit, make some money. Yeah, or listen to Real Big Fish and don't start a band. Yeah, because it's working out so poorly for Real Big Fish. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> they're just telling you all the shit they had to go through. I know, they went through a lot of shit, but they got a lot of money and their music's all over the place, so that's fine. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. But we're not we're talking about wedding bands. We're not talking about bands trying to make it, like, get fucking record labels and shit. <laughs> Talking about you want some money and you have your weekends free. Like, why not make fucking side hustle shit? Get all your friends together, practice like once a week, twice a week, and then wedding season comes and you're just making thousands of dollars every weekend. I suppose. You have to get big. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You don't gotta get big if there are no other wedding singers. Yeah, <laughs> no but no other wedding the kids bands. out here have phones. They can just do everything that they need. Yeah, but rich people want live music. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, yeah. No, I know. I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It's fucking great. You should go watch it. Wedding Singer is awesome. And with that, (laughs) uh, we're done with our episode on The Wedding Singer. So, if you have any questions or fun things, anything you want to tell us about this episode or any of our other episodes, please do not hesitate to contact us. You can tweet at us at AllentownPod. You can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have Facebook. We have a Facebook now. Uh, just search Allentown Presents. We've got pages for 20 Minutes at the Bar. We've got a page for um, our Mr. Sparkle Power Hour. And then our main page is the Allentown Presents. All of our episodes will be posted there. As well as all other fucking places where you can find podcasts. We're on Google Play and Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio and everywhere else that even has podcasts so check us out tell your friends have them check us out like our pages on facebook tweet at us email us do all the things get a hold of us all right thank you guys so much for listening we can't wait to bring you some more rom-coms later this month um happy anniversary of the wedding singer 22nd anniversary of the wedding singer today (laughs) yeah feel old um yeah we love you guys so see you soon okay bye guys Bye.